Ahoy matey! Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Lord of the Storm. I'm Dan Parr and I'll be your tour guide today as we sail through chapter 10 of the book of Romans. As always, I encourage you to pull out your own life preserver or Bible and read along. My reading comes from my easy to understand and read New Testament, which is available to you at Amazon.com. It's the perfect way to get more of God's word in your life. We're drowning in our efforts. Paul throws us a lifeline. Let's find out how to grab hold of it. Let's pray. Father, as we get ready to go into your word, we ask once again for you to meet us there and help us to experience you. May we hear what we need to hear today. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans 10. Brothers, my heart's desire and my prayer to God is for Israel, that they may be saved. For I testify about them that they have a zeal for God, but it's not based on knowledge. For they don't understand God's righteousness and instead seek to make their own. They didn't submit to the righteousness of God. Christ is the fulfillment of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Moses writes about the righteousness of the law. The one who is under the law must live by it. But the righteousness which is by faith says this in Deuteronomy, Don't worry in your heart asking who will go up to heaven, that is, to bring Christ down, or who will go down into the hell, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say instead? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that is, the word of faith which we preach, that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's with the heart a person believes and it results in righteousness and with the mouth confession is made, and the result is salvation. In Isaiah it says, Whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. There is no distinction between Jew and Gentile, for the same Lord is Lord of all, and blesses all who call on him. As it says in Joel, Whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will people call on him if they have not believed? How will they believe in him if they have not heard? How will they hear without a preacher? And how will they preach unless they are sent? As it is written in Isaiah, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news of peace, who bring good reports of great things. But not everyone listened to the good news, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But I say, didn't they hear? Yes, they most certainly did. For in Psalms it's written, Their sound went out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. But I ask, didn't Israel know? First, the writings of Moses declare, I will provoke you to jealousy with those who have no nation. I will make you angry with a nation that has no understanding. Isaiah is very bold and states, I was found by those who didn't seek me. I was revealed to those who didn't ask for me. But about Israel? All day long, I stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. For the past nine chapters, Paul has been trying his best to drive home the message that God's plan of salvation is available to everyone, Jew and Gentile alike, and that this salvation is a free gift of God through the sacrifice Jesus made on the cross alone. There is nothing that people can do to earn their salvation. They can't give enough money, do enough good deeds, or live a life that's perfect as a means to gain salvation. In this chapter, 
Paul puts it as clearly as he can. There are people who think they are righteous. They aren't. There are those who think they can follow God perfectly. They can't. He tells us, they seek to make their own righteousness, but Christ is the fulfillment of the law for those who believe. So, if we can't earn it, can't buy it, what are we supposed to do? Believe. He tells us in verses 9 and 10 that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's with the heart a person believes, and it results in righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made, and the result is salvation. And he says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Once you take that step of faith, God will meet you there. He has already provided the way to heaven for everyone. The invitation is open. It doesn't matter who you are, what you have done, how far from God you are. He has made a way for you to get right with him, not by working for it or earning it. It's a gift he freely gives, but it involves you confessing Jesus as Lord. And that doesn't mean just saying the words. It's an act of saying to Jesus, in effect, Okay, I give you control of my life. I surrender to you. You are my Lord. I will do what you want. And that can be scary for some people. And it's scary because they have an issue trusting. They may have been hurt by someone in authority in their lives in the past, a father many times or someone else that was supposed to watch over and protect them. And that person let them down, failed or hurt them. So now to hear they have to surrender to Jesus They buck against it because of their past experiences, but God understands that. He knows we've had people that have hurt us, so we've built up walls, so we can't get hurt again. And that is why it takes faith. Well, how do we get that faith? You're doing it right now. Verse 17 says, So faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Get into God's word. Listen to it. Read it. Think about it. Talk about it with others so you can understand it better. When we do that, we build up our relationship with God. We get to know Him. As we experience Him more, our faith grows and we develop a trust. And just like any relationship, it takes work. You don't suddenly just wake up one day and have an unshakable faith. No, you have to put in the effort and the time. Think of it as a marriage. You said your I do's, but that's not the end, it's just the beginning. Now you have to live with the person, get to know them more, spend time with them. You'll do things for them because you love them. It's the same with our relationship with God. We've said, I do accept you as Lord and Savior to Jesus. Now we get the privilege of getting to know him better and understanding how much love he has for us. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful that you have made a way for us to have a relationship with you. And we recognize that every healthy relationship takes time and effort, and that it's not a one-way street. We know that as we put forth the effort, you already have and will continue to do the same because you love us so much. For the one who is listening, God, and wants to have a relationship with you, but is afraid because of some life experiences that have left them with scars and wounds, let them see your wounds. Let them feel the nail scars in your hands and help them to understand that even though we gave those to you, You forgive us because of your perfect love for us. Lord, may they turn their lives over to you, 
so that you can make things right in their relationship with God and give them the peace, love, and joy that all of us so desperately want and that only you can provide. Jesus, we ask it all in your powerful name. Amen. As you turn your life over to him, he will bless and encourage and change you for the better in ways that you can't even ask or imagine. I know you won't regret it. That is all for now, but we've got six more chapters of Paul's letter to the Romans to go through. So be sure to join us again tomorrow. Thanks for listening today. God bless.